this is Paul Nobles for Me to Perform, and we are here with all of our lifers, and we have a great turnout today, <laughs> and I'm hoping there's a really good reason for it. I think it might have something to do with the new store uh, and the meal delivery, but also um, it's starting to get a little deep in the summer, and so that's going to be the topic of today is just how to plan for what's next setting up kind of your six-month plan, one-year plan, five-year plan, things of that nature. So we are going to maybe have a little bit more advanced um, discussion. The quicker we get questions in the chat, we can adjust what we're talking about um, until that. So, um, yeah. And uh, on the call today is Carolyn Mele, who, you know, as most of you know at this point, um, she's probably been in your file one way or the other. Um, one of the lead coaches, um, Becky Ivara, is the, the um, director of coaching for Eat Reform and probably someone you want to become real good friends with if you want to work with us, which, by the way, we're always hiring. You know, we're always looking for super talented people. I know right now, as an example, um, I mean, Jody's on the call. Like, Jody's a great example um, of someone that just came in on fire and, you know, literally just went up to the tops because, you know, she just, everything we gave to her, she, she, she responded and it was just awesome. And, you know, we're just looking for really talented, motivated people. And um, we are still a startup. Um, people are like, how can you be 10 years in and be a startup? Well, we don't really consider our trajectory the 10 years. Really, it's been since the, the app. And then, you know, now it'll be since meal delivery, right? So we've got startups within a startup. And so that's really, really fun. And Obviously, for everybody on this call, you're a lifer. You're the people that we want the most, the people that have set the foundation for what we are. Um, and so before we get into, you know, questions related to meal delivery or questions related to, to setting up your plan long term, um, I did want to tell the lifetime story. I've never told this story. Um, and... I think it's going to be enlightening for all of you because, uh, you know, what a lot of people don't realize, I actually put a question up today that that was um, kind of inspiration of Eat to Perform because, you know, Becky and I have read this book and it's called Raving Fans by Ken Blanchard. And if you haven't read it, it doesn't give you the outline of what you should do to create your business, but it gives you like four examples of amazing businesses that people created that you could then go, huh, I think I might wanna, you know, kind of steal that piece and see what I can sort of make from it. And so um, when I started Eat to Reform, the big thing was, you know, if we're gonna do this, how can we be completely different from everyone else? I think we, we accomplished that. Um, and then 
how would you create the Disneyland version of that, right? And so that's the question that'll be coming up at, at three o'clock. And I think that if people answer it seriously, they would look at kind of what our trajectory has been, right? Um, we literally changed the way challenges are done for gyms across the world. I don't know if you remember, but 10 years ago before we existed, it basically looked like two people won every challenge. That person lost as much weight and, and often they ended up losing a lot of weight and ended up looking sick afterwards, right? And so I have an article coming up about why these extreme challenges sort of went by the wayside and why more people do it the way that we do it now, which is more habit-based, consistency-based, things of this nature. There's certainly still the, what is it, hard 74 or hard 75, right? It's like, it's like, well, okay, remember we all went whole 30 and, and then now, you know, um, that didn't really work out. And I know whole 30 still exists, but, but not in the way that it did before, right? But now it's like, well, whole 30 is not good enough. It, it, the thing about dieting that's so funny is I remember when we first started, um, I, I had a blog. I think most people know this. And it was called Your Diet Sucks, right? I was always, I was um, tapped into the fact that, you know, people didn't want to diet all the time. And, and I was showing the path of how you do that. And at that time, you know, I was writing a lot of articles about Weight Watchers, right? Because Weight Watchers was like the big player in, in dieting and and it kind of had harmed me. It definitely harmed my grandmother. Um, and, uh, and so I talked about Weight Watchers. Well, now, you know, Weight Watchers is, is just a distant past, right? Um, they're actually an ally, I think. Um, everything is more and more extreme. I mean, we don't do whole 30s now, right? We're going to do whole 365s, you know, and we're going to, everything's got to be harder and more struggle and, and, and this and that. And I think that, you know, the reason why brands do that is because they want to create um, better before and after pictures for their brand, right? And basically what ends up happening is you crack a thousand eggs to make a three egg omelet or a two egg omelet in the case of two winners, right? And so we've always stood in contrast to that. And uh, if you didn't know, um, Weight Watchers had a, a lifetime product, right? And basically you go lifetime if you hit your goal weight and you stay there. And then if you gain weight, well, you're not a lifetime client. And I was just like, wait a second, you know, like that seems unfair. Um, but if you think about why Weight Watchers is doing it, they're trying to get you mentally adapted to the fact that you're going to be on the struggle bus for the rest of your life, right? And that that one goal weight you know, low points as possible all the time. And that was the thing that was sort of messing people up. And so once again, we thought to ourselves, we want to be the opposite of that, right? And so um, we came up with the idea of lifetime. Now, 
I need everybody to understand because we've talked about the fact that when Lifetime went on sale the first time, it was $99.95, which everybody on this call is like, I paid a lot more than that. Um, it was not one-on-one coaching. It was really just access to the forum. Now, there are uh, a lot of people that uh, still are coming from that deal. Um, we had a tough decision. Uh, we kind of made this kind of the tough decision along the way. Um, as we've kind of added things, right, we've had better deals for lifetime people, like, like we did with the mail delivery, like we did with the ETB Strong. Um, but we were at a tough spot because our core business was, you know, becoming a service. And so we felt like the people that bought at $99.95, they just got a really good deal, right? And um, and I just wanted to tell you the journey that happened within the staff, right? Because this was 10 years ago. And there's only four out of 100, maybe five that are still here, right? And none are at the top levels. And so I'm going to tell you why none of those people are at the top levels. Um, this is way before Becky, way before the people that became before Becky, way before Carolyn, all this stuff. I don't even think, really, I'm looking at the phone call, and I don't think there's any one of you that would have been around at that point. Um, and so, so, so here's kind of the genesis of, of sort of what happened. We, we had lifetime, we, we sold a, a, a ton of forum access, and now we moved to the app. And we were in a really bad spot because now do we give people this amazing access, right? And my argument was that, yes, we should, that, that these were the people that invested us, with us from day one. And so um, you can see whether it be EDB Strong or whether it's the discounts that, that all of you got for the meal delivery, I'm still delivering on that, right? Um, when we started to have, uh, okay, so we have at least one $99.95 lifer, that's, that's cool. Um, but when I started negotiating with my partners and ultimately the people that that we're doing the meal delivery with, the one thing I said, look, this might be a deal breaker, but you know, I can't leave my lifetime people hanging. We've got to give them a deal that's a lot better than than the other. And the reason why we do is because these are the people that tell all their friends about each of them. These are the people that have the eat with t-shirt right like like i used to say this about crossfitters all the time it's like yeah you might be a crossfitter but if you don't have the t-shirt you ain't right like you're just auditioning this gym you know and so you know when it comes down to eat the perform you know you guys are the t-shirt wearers you're the sweatshirt wearers you're the ones that you know are out there telling your friends that there's a different way to to do it and so that's what I said to my potential partners here. And I was like, look, man, I know it's going to look like you're breaking even or losing money on this deal. But the fact of the matter is, is that these people 
are going to set the foundation for whatever we become for meal delivery, right? And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that here in a second. Um, so, so here I'll spill the tea, right? I was the only one, and and I will tell you, you know, and Becky will confirm this. Is it's a very serious commitment from us, right? Like you know, you're basically saying that the people that would likely pay you for the longest, you want to move them to unpaid, right? Now, in my in my view, you know, we're getting a good value and we're giving a good value. And that's the way that I think all of this works best, right? Um, there, there were people, there were business partners, um, there were people very high up that disagreed with me. Um, one of my business partners, uh, you know, left within probably four months of the decision um to bring back lifetime so we had kind of the 99 95 version and then we started to have the version for um so so it started off where the 99 95 people were getting this extreme value i was literally the only person on staff that believed that that's what we should do um just fact you know that's just the way it was you know um like i said it's a big commitment so there's that. So the one guy leaves. Um, the other guy says he's going to stay around, but he, he literally told me this line. I remember it to this day. If you're going to light your business on fire, you go right ahead, you know? And I was just like, ah, uh, thanks, <laughs> you know? Um, but it was really, it was really hard to make people understand that the people that believe in you in the beginning are the most valuable people, right? It's it's easy to get people on the train once the train is going, right? I mean, you gotta understand, we were doing no recipes. We were doing no before and afters because we thought recipes made things too hard. We were doing no before and afters because we thought it was it, it, it really needed to be kind of a lifelong thing. And not until we got into years in the process, I, I believe that we should be we should be putting out after the after, which is why you see many eat performers that are still eat performing, right? And they're still doing fine. And and I felt like this whole challenge aspect where you starve people for seventy five days just so you can put them up on your social media. And then 75 days later, they've gained all the weight back with part of the problem, right? And so, um, and, and yeah, I mean, and I think that what people didn't see was that no one was doing it and no one viewed it the way that, that I did. I'm going to give myself credit here in this instance. I mean, look, Becky will tell you, I've done a million things wrong and she lets me know every single time but but there are some things that i do get right you know and this was one of them you know and i'm going to tell you why here in just a second so we are giving lifetime 
we're having to hire coaches for thousands of people that aren't paying us anything, right? Which I don't know if you figured out the math of that, but that's a real good way to go bankrupt, you know? And um, so it's always been, you know, sort of a thing where we need to make sure that we're getting enough people and putting enough content out there. But the one thing we did not count on, even I did not count on, was the fact that you would all be the example. You would be the ones in your gyms eating, wearing your uniform, eating your tacos, right? Enjoying your margaritas and, and you know, sort of figuring out what we're going to talk about here as part of the topic, right? And, um, and I really thank you for that. I mean, the, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm giving you anything when um, you get all of these benefits. I feel like I was given more than I got, right? But I don't think all of you know how much I was given more than I got, right? And and that's why, you know, I just wanted to tell you this story because, you know, sometimes the leaders of companies have to make really, really hard decisions. and. Um, I just believed in this idea. You know, I really believe that there should be an option for it. Uh, you know, we we, we offer it less and less, you know, um, each time. And it, it's going to become less and less after meal delivery. But um, so, so let me give you the statistics. We ended up having roughly a thousand people sign up. Now, I'm just going to tell you how that way in my mind right so i'm talking with my partners and they're like hey you know why don't we offer a discount if you know people pay up front to get on a wait list so we can kind of see how much interest there is and i was like okay you know i don't know how many people would do that you know um and i wasn't really thinking about it logistically right i wasn't kind of factoring in a few things and um i remember the day that we opened up the 50 50 like right the day before i was like is this a necessary step you know um and and will people like it you know will people appreciate it for what it is because i think what what was happening was you know whenever you start businesses like this you kind of want to know like who's really interested right and and i thought that all of you would have interest so i i, I thought you know well if we got to 100 you know you have to understand we're, we're looking at roughly what fifteen thousand customers we have well 13 we have we have eight thousand lifetime customers um we have the majority of which um, that, that's a whole nother story. Um, but the majority of the 99.95 people actually um, left and uh, we refunded their 99.95 for them. <laughs> My customer service is probably really frustrated that I would say that, but um, they, the, I guess there was some incidents that happened 
where there were some misunderstandings and I just didn't want people to feel like, you know, they were, you know, we miscommunicated. And so um, the $2,000 product that exists right now, 1,500 people were refunded their $99.95. So when someone says to you, that they stayed i'm just going to tell you there was a lot of pressure on that person to leave because there was just you know this idea that that we didn't care about people and, and things of that nature and i said well you know i'm going to show you how much i care you know and i took out a mortgage on my house and i and i refunded all those people <laughs> their money and that was really hard and so when we're here in this moment you know um it we you just gotta understand like it it just it's just there's parts of this that are so hard you know and um and you want to do the best you can right and you don't want to be viewed. I mean, the minute somebody said, you know, I remember there was someone on staff, one of the people that ended up leaving. And and they were really cool with like this group of people that were like, oh, you know, Paul doesn't care about people. He's just, you know, this or that. And I was like, yo, dude, it's just you and me. It's just you and me. It's not, it's not this group of people, or it's just you and me. I was like, you know I care. You know, everybody there cares. Everybody on the other side cares, you know? And whenever you do a business like this, you're, you're making promises, right, to people along the way. And sometimes you don't fulfill those promises soon enough. It took us 10 years to get to this point. And so everybody that was excited about him perform at year two, they're gone, right? And there's only five people still here, right? And Becky will tell you, I love those five people. I, I love loyal people. I love the people that believed in you when they shouldn't have, right? And, and, and I wanted you to know that story because we're about to hit this, this really big thing. And we had roughly, you know, I was going through it in my head and I was like, okay, so if a hundred people sign up, like that would be a little disappointing. You know, we have 13,000 people. I was like, if 200 people sign up, you know, to get on the wait list, um, we, you know, I, I, would, I would be okay with that. That would, be a, that would be a good result. I was like 300, that's a homework, right? A thousand people signed up. And and <laughs> like the fact that you believe, see the thing that you don't get that probably people just will never get is you're giving me much more than I'm ever giving you right no matter whatever value that we have because 
we're changing the diet industry, right? And when I think about that, I think about my grandmother who I, I saw die as a weak person. So there's nothing that you, that I will ever be able to give you that will make up for my grandmother situation and all the people that have been victims of dieting this whole time. And I understand what we're about to talk about in the second half, and I promise you we'll get there, is all hard, right? But you all chose that hard path, right? And that, I love you for that, you know, and I love you for believing us. And I, and I, I really, I don't know that I'll ever be able to repay you, but every time I go into a meeting and I'm like, these are my people um, and we got to take care of those people. You have to know that it's personal for me, right? And that what you represent are those people that left. The person that said, I'm going to light my business on fire. And all I wanted to create was the best experience. And we're going to continue doing that. But but honestly, you know, all of you haven't even seen the food yet. You're going to be amazed, right? At at, I mean, just the offer, you know, the free shipping. Yeah, that's another thing, right? So like the free shipping. Who were the people that reached out to me? The people that reached out to me were the lifetimers, right? And so I jumped on phone calls and we made the free shipping happen. You know, that has the potential to cost me $50,000, right? And you know what? It's the right thing to do. I'd rather lose the money and do the right thing so that we set ourselves up for the future, right? And that's what happened. You know, like I said, maybe we'll all tell that story. I know I have told that story on a podcast in the past. You know, you've already gotten most of it, right? But, um, you know, I just believe there's certain ways that you run your business and and we've always tried to do the right thing. You don't always please every single person in every single situation, right? That's really difficult to do, but that is the North Star. Disneyland is where we're going, right? That's the idea, you know? And so when we look at, you know, the challenges and giving away $25,000 worth of food and the way that we run challenges based on habits and consistency and things of this nature, the way that we teach you that food needs to be an important part of the process, those things didn't exist, right? So that was a dream that I dreamt up in my basement writing blog posts, you know, about how dieting sucks. So when when th that turned into this, all of you are really important, right? And I don't think that I've mentioned it yet, um, which is weird, because 70% of that thousand were lifetimers, right? Now, there's many of you that just go, well, yeah, we got a really good deal. Yeah, you got a really good deal because you believed in something that didn't exist, right? And so I wanted to show you that love. I wanted you to know 
what that's like. And anybody listening to this podcast that isn't a lifetimer that wants that offer, you'll have the ability to do that. I don't know how long I'm going to be able to offer that. I mean, I'm just going to tell you, there's some things that you do in business that you will not know whether or not you're going to lose money on, right? But you have to believe in your base. You have to believe in the people that believed in you from the beginning. And I wanted you to know that story. And I wanted you to know that within the staff, you know, um, there, there, there were people that, you know, didn't believe. And I wanted you to know that, you know, the first offer, the first offer of ninety nine ninety five, right? Where we miscommunicated something. And, and all of a sudden that turned into this thing where, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you've ever been in this position to say to your wife, hey, look, I have to refund people $150,000. Um, is it okay if I mortgage the house? I, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming there's some wives on this call. How would you like to hear about that, right? Well, I have to do it, honey, because it's the right thing to do. Well, what do you think about just going bankrupt? You can't go bankrupt, honey. We can't because too many people believed in us to not do that. <laughs> I mean, you know, like as you're sitting here and there's going to be struggles coming up here soon. You know, I, I mean, when you take your businesses to these new levels, it's just always, we were having dinner last night and someone goes, you know, uh, do you expect Monday to go off without a hitch? And I was like, oh God, absolutely not. There's going to be problems. You know, Becky's shaking her head. You know, I mean, you know, when you look at the people that surround me at Eat to Perform, they're all problem solvers. And if I'm being honest, they're kind of gangster in a way that a lot of the people that left weren't, you know? That's just real, you know? I mean, I think people really like to sign up, you know, for the party, for the, you know, like the idea that, you know, I think that many people early on, they didn't really care what Eden Form was really about. They just had been dieting for so long that they just didn't want to do that anymore. And so it started this, this party that really wasn't what Eat to Perform was about. And, and then, you know, and that's kind of what happened when you sort of sell your product, you know, at, you know, a reduced rate, right? Which is sort of what we have to do to, to, to get the message out there. And, and so, you know, a little bit of the, you know, Eat to Perform doesn't care about us was not that we didn't care. It was that, you know, people weren't being realistic about what we were actually saying, right? They thought we were actually saying, you can eat more and lose weight, which is not even, it defies physics, right? That's not what we're saying. We're just saying that this is a better way to do it, right? And a better way to approach life. And so let's move on. But, but I just want to tell you, you know, when 300 is your home run, right? And you get a thousand, man. I just how you all did that. I, I just I'll I'll forever be grateful. I will owe you forever, you know. And and you know, 
I, I just really think that what you're doing, once again, always sets the foundation for people go, I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of the people that really care, right? And I mean, you, right? Because at the end of the day, you're the one doing the hard work. This is hard. It's it's life changing. It's 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 not logical to to think that the scale should be down every single day. But that's the expectation that everybody has had. This is the journey we've been on. It's like you can be okay from day one, right? And and that is the Disneyland people didn't think they wanted. They didn't know that they just needed freedom and expectation changes related to scale and stuff like that. So um, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I know you hear it, um, but I really, I really, it, it means so much to me because, you know, and, 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 and Becky knows how much it means to me, you know, with, with the five people that are still here. Right. And uh, and that's why, because because it's really hard. And if you if you don't have a passion, I will tell you this. When we refunded those fifteen hundred people, I said to my wife, "My dream can't die because of this." And that's why that's why she agreed. <laughs> And, you know, uh, you know, I know those people know we care. Actually, you know, to be completely honest with you, uh, I would say 25% came back, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, that's the business decisions that businesses make that people don't know about, right? And, and most businesses just go out of business. Right. Um, but we've been able to get to this place. I mean, it's just shocking. <laughs> you know, it's just shocking. Um, all, all of this is shocking. It's all a dream. It's all, you know, um, if if you ask me what business I would want to start in the beginning, it would have been meal delivery. Right. It just makes things easier for everybody. Right. Just be able to send people their macros. That's just going to be a dream come true. It's going to allow for better diet adherence. And I just wanted you to know that story. Um, all right. And that 70% of you is what constitutes you're still believing in us. And that's awesome. And I really appreciate it. And I really hope that I've been able to show you that love also. Um, all right. So let's get into the topic. Um, but let's... let's um, Let's go through questions first, and then we'll sort of get into it. Because honestly, the concept of coming up with a six-month plan, one-year plan, five-year plan, I'll tell you what my real thoughts about that are. Um, but let's get into questions first. Okay. You really have one question in here. The rest is a lot of love, so you need to read through those um, to uh, to you, Paul. Uh, Jen's asking if your weekly calorie average is still the same. What is the benefit of your macros fluctuating daily versus constant macro, uh, consistent macros daily? 
So the concept is is basically metabolic flexibility, right? You're you're training your body to use fats more efficiently, um, and then carbs more efficiently on certain days. The added value, which was kind of a you know, um, kind of happened by accident was that we can then use those numbers as baselines to predict your lowest weight, right? So if you're getting to Saturday, let's say Saturday is your super day, and your weight is gradually going up on Saturday, well, we know we need to start to start to talk about an intervention. Some people are happy with that right? Because they're looking leaner, they're feeling leaner, they like what they're performing in the gym, things of that nature. And then, you know, we, we walk through what PR looks like. And then of course, you know, they wake up one Monday and they're like, I gotta do something about it. And then we talk them down and we come up with a plan. That's a little bit of what I was talking about earlier is that most of the diet industry was kind of based on reaction. And we're, approaching things from a proactive standpoint, which I think is not only good for physical health, but really good for mental health also. But that's the answer. It's, it's you know, originally we, we were big into the concept of metabolic flexibility. It's kind of weird because if you start to Google metabolic flexibility now, you have a bunch of low carb people talking about metabolic flexibility, which is hilarious because they're all eating a lot of fat all the time and they're rarely eating any carbs. So I don't know how that makes you more flexible. But um, the other thing that it taught is that calorie average is more important than um, carbohydrates or fat, right? And so, you know, I think a lot of people come in with, preconceived notions because of what they've learned in the past some of that's helpful right you know um you look at low days and you go oh i like low days right and then you look at a high day and you go you know what it's nice to have some carbs every now and again right um and you start to realize these things can actually be useful so metabolic flexibility is the answer real metabolic flexibility not what low carb talks about trying to sell you some bullshit um and then the other thing is uh, it does happen to show you or show us as coaches, you know, what your, your lowest weights are, right? And I always suggest to people that they should gauge more things based on those lowest weights rather than the one or two days where, you know, your, I hate the word infl inflammation, right? But you're just carrying a little bit more water. You know, there's this narrative out there right now, as people that have been around eating before, you know this, there's a big difference between inflammation and chronic inflammation, right? And so once again, kind of the shysters out there are trying to sell you that those one or two days where your weight is up, right, is chronic inflammation. And so if I can sell you on the fact that, yeah, you know, you eating carbohydrates is going to kill you you know, you're going to end up chronically inflamed. It's like, well, no, not really. There's a lot of nuance to that. And it really comes down to constantly overeating. And what happens is, if you think about it, if you think about what your journey has been like, somebody tells you something, it's a lie, right? 
then you realize I've been lied to. And then you kind of jump on the, the crazy train to fucking Bill, right? And, and 30 to 40 pounds later, you find a new guru telling you the new thing, right? When the answer's kind of been there all along, right? And so we'll get into a little bit of that um, in terms of, you know, the planning. Um, but yeah, the uh, that's the answer to that. It's long-winded because, frankly, I am long-winded. Um, I think all of you know that by now. But, um, but as I'm answering these questions, I know what other people are asking in their head, right? And so I want to give the full answer. I know okay, we have got, at least one more question. Yeah, we do. We've got one from Allison about PR. Um, for the last month, coaches asking if I need more food, asking about sleep, energy, et cetera, wondering how much you should push macros. I'm quite comfortable where I'm at, but if I pushed more food, would it be more beneficial in the long run? Well, it depends on what you mean by the long run, right? Um, the... You know, she said that 279 carbohydrates, so that puts her at roughly 21 calorie average, right? Is the long run you being more leaner? Is the long run being you more, having you more stronger? Or is the long run having you more mentally comfortable, right? So I've talked about it a lot that, you know, I went to 4,000 calories in my AP. And the reason why I went to 4,000 calories in my AP so I could lose the most weight, right? Um, and this is, this is why you have to look at those low days as the barometer. Because, you know, I think I ended at 186.8 on my lowest day. And so right now my lowest days are, are in the 192s, right? Could you do that mentally? Would that be okay with you, right? Um, because someday when I tell you my lowest days, some of my days are 195, which is in the range of where I started, right? I started right at 200. And so, so you could sit there and go, wait a second, Paul's telling me that he started fat loss one and that his weight's only five pounds different. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm telling you is that. I'm basing it off of my low day, not every day, right? And why am I doing that? Well, I can tell you right now, I was definitely not eating 4,000 calories, you know? I was also, um, this summer, I thought, man, this is going to be great. You know, I was able to manage my weight really easily um, before fat loss, playing pickleball. Well, one thing I didn't factor in was that you know, when you're playing in the wintertime in an indoor facility for three-hour sessions, when you move to outdoor sessions, that's not how it works. After an hour, some people leave, right? And oh, by the way, I was playing against better players in the indoor, right? Like the, the only people that are going to go indoors are the people that are willing to pay $12 for three hours. A lot of people won't pay that so the only people that are going to pay it are the better people so the so so i was getting amazing amazing exercise all winter long move into fat loss you know in what april and then end in may 
And I was like, oh yeah, this is gonna be amazing. So summer of the activity, right? It hasn't been that, right? I thought I would be able to stay, you know, under 190, truthfully, but it's been really, really hard. And the reason why it's really been hard is just because of activity, you know? And so I think what a lot of you do is you prioritize your mental health by keeping your, your calories low, and which is fine, right? Like if, if you're in PR, like if you look at Sarah's macros, you know, she's updating all the time. She is doing a monster service to all of you, right? I will not be going to 4,000 in the PR, right? I'll gradually trickle up to right around 3,000 and then move to intuitive eating. But, you know, when you're at 4,000, you're literally eating all the time. And for some reason, I'm still hungry all the time. Now, I will say this. Um, I've not gained that much body fat. Um, you know, it's kind of hard to, to judge off of these scales and things of this nature. But my scale shows me at about a plus three, right, which would be six pounds, right? And so six pounds, roughly, um, and, and, and weight fluctuating around, you know, nine, perfectly fine, because I'm going into fat loss too here in, what, nine days or something, you know. I will be using the meals, by the way, just so you can see how you can do that. Um, and I think that's going to be fun for a lot of people. Um, I did post. We actually have a post coming up here in four minutes. And uh, the um, it, it's showing the menu, but the reason, you know, the menu will go live, but we don't have the fat loss items loaded yet. So. But the menu goes live uh, 2 p.m. Eastern on Monday. Um, I think we just got another question. So, um, so that's the. You know, I, I just want to. I want to wrap up Allison's question. Do I think there's value in pushing it? Yes. Right. Um, certainly, you're going to gain more muscle. Certainly, you're you're going to. But I think in PR, sometimes we're managing our mental health. And that's okay too, right? But if we're cuddling up to less too often, we gotta remember that's really the problem and not the solution. So you have to sort of play that game. And I understand it's much easier to just eat less all the time. And look, if you're eating 2,100 calories, you're not eating less all the time. But you're also not building enough of a gap so that when you do move to a deficit, because that's what happens, right? is that people get to 2,000 and they're like, oh my goodness, I've never eaten 2,000 in my life. I feel great, weight stable. This is awesome. Eat form is the best, right? And then they move to fat loss in three months and they only lose eight pounds. And the reason why they only lose eight pounds is because they didn't have enough. So that's the question that you have to ask yourself, right? Is how much do I realistically want to lose? And then how much... Uh, muscle do I realistically want to gain you can't gain muscle right um you cannot gain muscle without a surplus occasionally or even most of the time right and so if the goal is to get leaner if the goal is you know kind of the the model that Sarah is showing you you really have to push that and you know you're probably going to need strategic fat loss cycles but if you get to 2000 and you want to diet every single time you get there, 
What you're going to find is that you're just rinsing and repeating all the time and you're never making any new headway. Yeah, and actually um, she was saying for the long run is setting herself up for a better fat loss cycle and, and Becky gave her some tips there. She had a look at her file. Um, so Jen is asking, uh, you mentioned going to intuitive eating. Do you not track macros all the time? Yeah, I've said that a million times. You know, once I'm, once I'm over 3000, I mean, you know, 3000 is a pretty big bar, you know, um, I used to set it at 3,500, right? Um, and, uh, I just think at 53, and at, at, you know, I just moving from, from kind of the exercise I used to do, the exercise I do now, you know, I just think I'm going to have to be a little bit more cautious, but 3,000 is pretty good, right? And um, once you know what 3,000 looks like, now I will tell you this, like, like, you know, the fact that 1,500 of my calories can come from the meals is huge, you know, um, and, and really helpful. Um, Analia is asking, um, in average, how much uh, of weight should go up in PR or fluctuate? I know it's a complicated answer because each one of us is different, but how much would you estimate? Yeah, there is no answer. Right, because because if you came to us from eating 900 calories, right? So this is what happens: is a lot of time people will come in and talk about a post, and someone's like, "Yeah, I lost 30 pounds," and then the next 10 people are like, "Oh my god, you know, I'm weight stable in PR," right? And then the other person saying that they lost 30 pounds in PR. Well, the other person is 320 pounds. And they're not going to tell you that, right? They have a dog emoji as their profile picture, right? So you don't know. And so, so we're all making these judgments. Now, I do think that you have to be comfortable. So like in the, what I just described to Allison, you know, you might be comfortable with three to five pounds of fluctuation, which means that your calories aren't going to get high enough. And mentally, you're going to have to go from that place of maybe eating 9,000 or 900 to 1,200 calories to 2,000 first before you go, oh, my God, I have to diet, right? And so, so you have to do that mentally for you, right? But what you're going to find is you lose six to eight pounds, right? Because you really aren't pushing the top end. And so mentally, what I think happens is over time, you get to that better place and you're like, okay, so I was only okay with five, but realistically, you know, I see, I have more muscle on my body, things of that nature. So I think, I think what you're willing to gain sort of changes, right? And what's the most crazy part about all of this is that we get held to a standard that nobody else does, right? Think about all the other diets that you've been on, where you not only, there's only two options, right? All the other diets that you would have been on, you're eating relatively low, dudes are eating 1500, women are eating 1100. They find out that the keto guy was lying to them 
and they gain all the weight plus plus interest. And what you're doing to me, and I, I, I get it, you're not, you're not, you're not being mean. I'm just telling you what I think is sort of unrealistic in this scenario is what people do to us is they go, I gained five pounds, right? What that tells me is that all of your life, you cuddled up to less every single time. So even when you said, well, it wasn't a diet, it was a lifestyle, you cuddled up to a lifestyle of undereating, right? Because every time the scale went up, you wanted it to go down. And so you went out on the weekend, you had fun, you enjoyed your life, you had date night, it was all great. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's salad for two weeks, right? And it's just cuddling up to misery the whole way. And then for women, you get pregnant. For guys, you get a new job. For, you know, like there's just all these things that come up and it's just a race to the bottom. And, and, and a lot of times we don't prioritize activity. You know, people are shocked to find out that before 39, I was like sedentary, right? Um, because I have such a priority for activity because activity does so much for you. I mean, I think James, I can't remember who it was, but you know, he was on the treadmill, you know, um, on, on the call, you know, that's, that's amazing. You know, and, and there is this glorification of doing nothing, you know, and I, I get it. Look, I get it. You know, you, you think exercise is awful. But then you start to realize I could actually do things that I enjoy. I started with hiking, right? Um, I still, I went hiking two days ago, right? It still serves me very well in my journey. And so um, I think that when we really look at it, you know, it will change over time, but it is okay that you're going to cuddle up to less, right? Because I know we're asking you to do a hard thing. If you're not familiar with Eat to Perform, I know many of you are lifers, but for the people that aren't lifers who don't know this, we just don't let you cuddle up to eating less all the time, right? We, we really coach you to be consistent. And it's that consistency that you realize, wait a second, having that 4,000 calories didn't mean that I had to suffer and eat salads for two weeks. I could just move back to my plan and that weight was going to go away anyway. Right. And so, so we're setting up better mental parameters that can help you. And ultimately I think, you know, like I said, the foundation of what all of you have started is going to have ripple effects over, over, over life. And, and that's what our strong daughters program is about. And, and that's what, you know, a lot of the things that I think we're going to see coming from us. Um, there's a couple of ETP kitchen questions here. Um, Allison was asking about the discount code, but I'm sure she can reach out to customer support in regards to that. Um, yep. Ruth, Ruth is asking, can you change the delivery address on ETP kitchen? I travel a lot and would love to have these on the road at my hotels. Yeah. So what will happen is, is there's like a little um, customer service line um, that actually goes to the people that fulfill the food and they'll, they'll either do it for you, but I'm pretty sure you can change it within your profile. Um, you just have to make sure that the dates are right. So for those that don't know, the way that these meal delivery services, so this is, this is not clear 
just so you know, when you buy from all these services, which it should be more clear, you know, they have to do it ahead of time so they can order the food, right? Otherwise, they're guessing, and then they end up having a lot of food waste, and then the costs go crazy. So what they do is they have like a five-day window. Now, the goal is to get it down to, to three, um, and, and we're going to do a lot to do that, you know, but the more people... Um, I'm just telling you, there there is an offer coming. You know, I'm not going to talk about it too much here, but there's an offer coming that if you can get five of your friends, your food's going to be free. And frankly, for lifers, um, it, it would probably be free at four. You know, because your discount's so much better than than the majority of people. But um, and then you know, I mean, if you get more than that, you know, we'll cut you a check. But um, we're still working out the details on that, so kind of keep that in mind. Um, but but really super exciting stuff. And and um, I, I'll just tell the story that I told in the group is is my dad called me up and he's like, "Hey, do I just have my five people text you?" And I was just like telling it to him like, "Hey, you know, this is the idea, you know." And he just texted five of his friends all of which want to do the meal delivery, right? Like that. He just went in his phone, 72 years old, you know? Um, everybody needs food, folks, <laughs> right? Everybody needs food. And and uh, I think they're going to love these meals. But um, yeah, no, it's pretty easy, easy to change. But I, I needed you to know that, right, that there's the gap because of the the... Um, food delivery, the more people we get, the the more we can reduce the the um, the window. The other thing too is that we have other fulfillments coming online, right? Um, fulfillment centers, right? So there's there's Fort Worth, which Becky will be able to visit. Um, there's Columbus, and then there's Jacksonville that will all be coming online in in March, right? And so, um yeah it's it's really exciting it's really fun okay elise is asking i'm really struggling in pr i wasn't successful in my last fat loss cycle i'm in pr and i'm trying to get in the mentality that i need need a longer pr cycle so that i can be successful how do you stay motivated when you aren't successful in a fat loss cycle how do you get your brain wrapped around the fact that you are doing great in PR when you really don't see any progress in PR. My last in-body scan showed that I have increased my muscle mass a lot. So I know that I'm progressing that way, but I don't see if my clothes or my chubby face and such. Um, so it makes it hard to stay motivated to continue. Yeah, so, so basically what you're saying is, is the good thing that's happening to my body I'm just going to ignore that because I took a few pictures at a bad angle, right? Or I bought my clothes too small, right? Like you have to realize that, you know, cuddling up to the abuser is not how to get out of an abusive relationship. And I understand that that's difficult mentally. Um, 
But there are ways that you look at this that if you can sort of change your mindset, then you can allow your body to do the most correct thing, right? Or body and mind to do the most correct. You have a mind problem, right? You don't have a body problem. Your body's working great, right? You're building all this muscle, you know? What your mind doesn't want to do, though, is put on any fat to gain all that muscle. Well, guess what? That muscle is going to serve you for the rest of your life and allow you to lose fat while at rest, right? So because you look in the mirror, because you took a picture, some of that stuff, look, I get it, man. If you think that I'm immune to this, I am literally watching this video from the top. I'm a 53-year-old man. I got I got this, right? I can I can literally play a tune with the the skin underneath my chin. Okay. The the it, we all just need to get over this shit, right? Because we're not doing what's best for us. And I know, I know, like like the best blessing that we have are all these women that are stepping up and telling their story. All these eat perform coaches that are telling their story because all of you relate to them more than me. You go, well, of course, Paul feels that way. He's a guy. There's no pressure on guys, right? I mean, look, the the I walk around my neighborhood, right? And there's all these women that are keeping it together. And there was all these husbands that aren't, you know, and for some reason, you women hold yourself to a standard that we guys don't, you know, and I definitely want to be there. I definitely want to tell the guys, hey, look, you know, it's really important that we prioritize our health um, and, and kind of move in that direction. The problem is for women for so long is that many of you have prioritized it too much, right? And so, we, you know, like we need to kind of merge the two minds, right? You, it sounds like you're doing the right thing for yourself. I think at some point you probably weighed a lot more, right? And now you weigh a lot less, but now the bar is the low point and you're not judging yourself related to the 30 or 40 pounds you lost previously. You're judging it based on the weight that you have now, right? So if you weighed 40 pounds more, and now, you know, you weigh 10 pounds more, you're doing great, right? Um, and, and, you know, when you look at me, so my numbers were, were interesting for you. Um, so as most of you know, I lost over 100 pounds. I got to the low of 149 from 260. Um, and I just told you that, you know, I weigh, uh, I weighed right at under 200. Um, and I, I was over to 208 at the beginning of, of COVID when I um, injured my knee. And so I was over 200, right? So imagine the scenario where you lose, you know, 100 pounds and now you're that one number, that was the number I was trying to get under for so long, right? So I was freaked out. But then I wasn't really freaked out because I'm eating brilliant, right? I have to lead. That's why I went to 4,000, right? Because my role is to lead. My role is to do the extreme thing so that you can be brave enough 
to do this thing, the extreme thing. I want to show you that, hey, look, all this bullshit that we have related to weight and, and scales and activity and, and all this other stuff, it's not helping. It's it's harming us, right? And, and so um, in the process of 149, since that time, I've gained 35 pounds of muscle. You only gain 35 pounds of muscle losing all the bullshit in your head. So, so now you go, wait a second, you know, if you were 7% at, you know, 149 and everybody's probably seen that picture, um, there's some pictures where, you know, I look crazy lean, but I was also pretty stressed out and working out all the time and, and, and things of this nature. Um, but what's the math on that? That's 185, right? Um, at 7%. Is that, is that right? No, it's 175, right? So when I'm done with fat loss too, I'm going to be right close to that. So, you know, if I was 15, you know, at one point and I'm roughly 18 right now, I should land somewhere in the 10 to 12 range, right? And so none of that is going to really affect things from my mental standpoint. I'm fairly certain, you know, it. It took me seven years to do a fat loss cycle once again, because I'm trying to be the example. The longer, the better, right? And so am I going to be back to 190 after going to 175 or 179? Absolutely. 100%. It's happening. It's going to happen. It's not going to happen that month. It's probably going to happen in four to five years, but absolutely it's going to happen. That's just kind of the way this works. That's how building muscle works, right? And so you got to spend more time on the positive side of things and less time on the negative side of things. And, you know, I think some of it is not about the relationships we have with our spouses or the people that love us. It's the relationships that we have with ourselves because the spouses are fine, right? Um, they're, they're cool, you know? It's just that we can't get rid of the narrative that was put into us by the coach at 15 or the mom at, you know, 16, right? Or whoever put that in you. And it might have been you, right? You you need to figure out a way to 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 make peace with that person to do mostly the right thing. Okay, last one here is from Rhonda. I'm curious if ETP Kitchen will be part of Strong Daughters. These are both such incredible new offerings from Eat to Perform, which I completely 100% embrace. So it will be, um, but they're not going to be able to afford it. Let's be real, right? Um, it, it's it's relatively, it's not inexpensive, you know. Now, they might be able to get five friends, you know, because um, their grandmother might need it, right? And then it can certainly... But as you're probably aware, we have given them as scholarships the ability to work with a coach, which is relatively um, expensive, you know, um, and, and a resource drain. So to give them free food, yeah, that just can't happen. Um, but, you know, uh, certainly we can build in discounts. They will be able to use their Instagram, things of that nature. And uh, yeah, so um, that's the answer. 
my, I just don't believe that they're going to be big consumers of it, to be honest. We're good. Becky has um, answered a couple questions in here already. Okay, so I'm going to give the the two minute version of what we're going to talk about because at the end of the day, we kind of covered it, right? Um, what you need to be thinking of is a six month plan, a one year plan, and a five year plan, right? And I always viewed my stuff as a five year plan. So when I'm done with fat loss. I really won't consider it for another five years. Doesn't mean I won't manage my weight along the way, but the more you manage your weight through mini cuts or whatever it is to make yourself mentally more comfortable, the more you're kind of going away from the plan and the answer, right? So you're cuddling up to the problem rather than the solution. And so the more we can kind of get calories normalized, the better for longer. That's the way to go. So that's the five-year plan, right? So what's the one-year plan? The one-year plan is, am I willing to do something about it? Look, the fact is that the good majority of people who are thinking about doing a plan and wondering whether or not they should, more often than not, aren't ready. When you look at the people that succeed compared to the people that don't succeed, they're making decisions on their weight being up three pounds rather than what is best for them as a person, right? So I can't tell you how many people sign up for you to perform and their kids' activities are out of control. School just started. You know, all these different things are happening. And then they start to realize I wasn't ready, right? And so as you're proactively looking at this, you have to look on the calendar. Like, maybe I should be in PR for September as my kids adjust to school and then move to October. And one of the great things about October that I think I'm going to show all of you once I move to Fat Loss 2 is that when you do October, the best way to do it is to take, you know, so you, you, you start October 1st, you finish November 15th, you go through the holidays, and then maybe January 15th, February, the longer you can extend that AP, the better it's going to be for your fat loss too, because you can get those calories a little bit higher. And oh, by the way, you're going to be way more comfortable pushing calories, even a little bit of weight gain, because you know you have a tool to, that's what freaks people out. That's the part that, um, that, you know, kind of was Allison's question, right? It's like they feel like they don't have any tool in PR to manage their weight, when in reality, you know, some of the way that we need to think about weight has a change. Okay, so three to six months. Unless you're 300 pounds, we're not going to do three months. And and you probably shouldn't even sign up for you to perform because it's just not going to work for you, right? Not the way that you think. Like, you got to stop thinking that the thing causing the problem is the answer. you got to stop cuddling up to the abuser while we're being abused. And I understand that part of that abuse from your standpoint is you want the scale to constantly go down. Right, you you know you're viewing these things as negative that are actually positive. 
weight being up is positive for your metabolism. It is positive for your muscle gain. Literally, the person that asked the question the other time, she's like, I've gained so much muscle. It's like you you put so much money in the bank, right, that the rest of your life, you're not going to have to deposit near as much, right? And so you'll be able to live a more comfortable life. Like when you all look at eating the can, you look at it and go, this is a better way to diet it. Diet. When I look at it, I go, I want to get people to 100. That's my goal. Like, I, I eat to perform in my mind is a system for better longevity of life, right? And the way that you do that is with muscle. And the way that you do it is you look in the mirror and you go, I'm 5'2 descendant of uh, Swedish farm girls, uh, Swedish farm women. And, um, you know, I'm supposed to have hips and I'm supposed to weigh this much, right? And you have to look at all these factors and you have to go, you know what? I'm tired of being on this mental treadmill that is destroying me as a person. I deserve love. I deserve to be comfortable. I deserve to be happy, right? And, and you can start that today. That you can start that two seconds from now. You know, if you have to strip down naked, get in front of the mirror and just have a good cry, go ahead and do it, right? But we all just need to move on, right? Because you're going to go farther with love than you will with hate, right? So unless you're 300 pounds, you shouldn't be dieting every three months, right? Um, six months, should you? I don't know, right? I mean, I, I think that there's, you know, Let's say that someone's 180, 190 pounds, and they've been eating 1,100 calories for a long time. I think that that's probably the people that we struggle to get across the finish line the most, right? Because they quit before the magic happened, right? What happens with most people, if you look at anybody that's having success with anything, not just weight loss, right? is they quit too early in the process, right? If I had quit when we hit that bump where I had to mortgage my house, this doesn't happen, right? And, and everything in, in my mind, everything in my wife's mind was like, yeah, let's quit. Let's just call it a day. We gave it a shot, right? But we charged on because it was important, you know? And, is it really important to you that you fix this? Or is it important to you that you stay the same, right? Because let's be real here. A lot of us find comfort in misery, right? We find comfort in struggle and we find comfort in all the messages that tell us, like, like Stephanie, you know, after she posts what, uh, I, I love the fact that she does it the way that she does it, right? She tells you this sucked, right? This is horrible. I mean, I was joking with her that that her her um her workout should all be renamed to like hot coals or like broken glass, right? Or just all these things that we associate with misery, because you know you do kind of feel 
better once you did it. But going into it, you kind of do know that it's going to be hard. And the fact that she's honest about it, I think we all find refreshing because, oh, that's that person with that perfect picture drinking that strawberry smoothie after that exhilarating workout. Yeah, that's bullshit, right? It sucked, you know, and that person has way more incentives to have abs than you do because that person's not a lawyer. That person's not a doctor. That person doesn't have six kids. Right? And so if we can all be more realistic about what all this is and come from a place of love, I don't think we would do these extreme things that are leading to more extreme weight fluctuations and things of this nature, right? Because it's kind of like more to the problem than the solution. And I think the only way that we're really going to make an impact on the world is you showing people, hey, this is a better life, right? Than all those people on Instagram trying to sell you suffering. Because right now, everybody's buying suffering. And we're showing them a different path collectively. And that path is a little bit more difficult, right? Mentally and physically. And so I think that the minimum is six months. We try to, we try to help you stick with that. But at the same time, you know, Becky, Becky has one of the hardest jobs. All the coaches struggle with this because you have a person that basically ha is having a mental health struggle, right? And how do you justify that compared to what's most right for that person, right? And so how do you get that person to go you know, that's why I say that 180, 190 person, that's the person to get the most because because the thing about it is that person doesn't want to be 174.9. That person wants to be 135, right? Because they were their most lean at 135. And so we all set ourselves up for these really bombastic goals. When during pregnancy, you gained eight pounds of muscle, very common, by the way, to gain eight pounds of muscle in pregnancy. And then all of a sudden, we want to get back to our pre-pregnancy weight, right? Well, you just gained nine pounds of muscle, right? But you should add nine pounds to your pre-pregnancy weight, right? These are things that the diet industry is not bringing to you because it's not convenient for them. They're not going to talk to you about the eating disorder they gave you. Right. They're not going to talk about, you know, having more rest because they don't want you to rest, because if you don't rest, you're going to have a better after picture so that they can put on their social media and say, we taught this person to suffer as long as possible. We pulled everything possible out of them and they're not going to tell the story about the 40 pounds that you gained afterwards. Right. And so. These are all the challenges that you face when you try to build this, right? And then a lot of the people that you encounter along the way, you know, they have different ideas about what you are. Like I said, I love all those people that were with us in the beginning. I still have strong affection for them. Uh, the, some of the people that left, I still communicate with regularly. We enjoy each other. But their journey is different than Carolyn's journey and Becky's journey. Because when we went to specifics, that's when everything changed. And that's when everything got hard.
I mean, we sold a god awful amount of ebooks that really didn't serve serve people well, right? It didn't get them where they wanted to go because what they wanted to believe is that you could just eat more all the time, right? And that you would be able to lose weight. And that wasn't what we were saying. That wasn't what was in the book. That wasn't, you know, but, you know, we've been able to curate that experience and we'll continue doing that. Whatever we are right now, I guarantee you we're going to be better in five years. And meal delivery is more than 100% going to be part of that. But there's also some things that all of you haven't seen yet. You're not going to see for a little bit. And we're going to be able to do some things with technology now that is going to be a game changer for people. But you can't change people that don't want to change. There's a lot of people that are really, really comforted by the suffering, right? And they can't remember a time they weren't suffering. And so they just continue suffering because they can't deal with the change that the person was talking about earlier right? My face feels, you know, here, here, here's my face. There's my face, right? I mean, if you need me to, to pull up my shirt, I'll show you my belly, right? What do I need to do to show you that none of this shit matters, right? It's harming us. And, and I just need everybody to understand you're doing the hard thing. And I get it. And we'll figure it out. But we got it. We got to stop cuddling up to the bad stuff. And 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 you guys are all leading the way because you're doing the hardest thing possible. You've done it the longest. You've been the best at it. And, and I so appreciate it. And and I know as we've changed, all of you have changed. And and that's just really really special. And I just cannot reiterate more. And I speak for Becky, Carolyn, and everybody on the team. You give us way more then then we give you trust me on that right so i appreciate everybody being here taking time out of your saturday and we'll talk to you next month bye now